0: Hello, and welcome to the A&L Goodbody soundbite series. My name is Trina Sugru. I am a knowledge lawyer at A&L Goodbody. This is our soundbite on the recent Supreme Court decision in the UK in the Uber driver's case. Recent years have seen the rapid global emergence of the gig economy. This change in the labour market has led to a flurry of judgments, particularly from courts in the UK, which have addressed the employment status of gig economy workers. Last year in Ireland, there was a High Court decision in relation to Domino's Pizza Delivery Drivers. The High Court upheld a determination of the Tax Appeals Commission that the Pizza Delivery Drivers worked under contracts of employment during the years in question. That case is currently under appeal to the Court of Appeal. A key difference between the law in the UK and in Ireland is that in the UK there are not just two categories, that of employee or independent contractor there is an intermediate category of worker. Workers provide services personally to a party that is not their client or customer. A worker is entitled to some, but not all employment protection rights. In the Uber case, the drivers claimed they were workers. Uber contended they were independent contractors. The Uber case started in 2016. The employment tribunal decided firstly that drivers whose work is arranged through the Uber smartphone app had worker status and so qualify for the national minimum wage, paid annual leave and other workers' rights. And secondly, the time spent logged into the Uber app within their licensed territory when they were ready and willing to accept trips was working time. The case was appealed three times and on 19th February 2021, the Supreme Court affirmed the conclusions of the Employment Tribunal. Some key background information to the case is as follows. The drivers were paid by Uber. They were paid the sums the passengers paid, less a service fee of 20%. While the driver did provide their own vehicle, it had to be of an accepted make and model in good condition, no older than a specified age and preferably silver or black. A welcome package was issued to new drivers, which included numerous instructions as to how drivers should conduct themselves. A system of warnings was in place in relation to drivers' acceptance and cancellation rates, passenger ratings and misconduct. The fare was determined by Uber. The driver could reduce but not increase the amount. Uber reserved the right to adjust or cancel the fare if, for example, there was a passenger complaint. Uber contended that the written agreements in place between Uber, drivers and passengers reflected the nature of the relationship in practice. The Supreme Court found that it is inconsistent with the purpose of employment protection legislation to treat the terms of a written contract as a starting point in determining an individual status. Endorsing the earlier Supreme Court decision of auto and in Belcher, the Supreme Court said the approach must be one of statutory interpretation, not contractual interpretation. The general purpose of the employment legislation is to protect vulnerable workers. The court considered in detail the level of control Uber exercised over the drivers. Important indicators of control were, firstly, Uber set the fares. The notional freedom to charge a passenger less than the fare set was of no benefit to the drivers. Secondly, the contractual terms were dictated by Uber and the drivers had no say in them. Thirdly, Uber exercised control in terms of the driver's choice about whether to accept a ride when he was logged on. And also, in terms of the rating system, failure to maintain a specified average rating could result in warnings and ultimately termination of the driver's relationship with Uber. Fourthly, Uber vetted the type of car used and control was also exercised in terms of the route. And finally, Uber restricted communication between passenger and driver to the minimum necessary. The Supreme Court decided the level of control in this case meant the drivers were workers not independent contractors. While the Supreme Court decision marks the end of the appeal journey for this case, it is unlikely to be the end of challenges in respect of those working in the gig economy, with developments set to continue. Other operators' models will differ from those of Uber in this case and may lead to a different outcome. Ultimately, the test of deciding whether someone has worker or an Ireland employee status depends on weighing up a number of factors, some of which may point towards that status and others which may not. One thing is for sure, there is no presumption that the written contract represents an individual's true status. I hope you found this overview helpful. I can be reached at tsugru at algoodbody.com. Thank you.